What is up, everybody? This is Tyler here with a very special Press for Time episode. I say that almost every episode because they're all very special. We don't do stuff that's not special. Um, Benny is not here today. Um, if you guys can send all your well wishes, good vibes, and otherwise, um, both he and Little X are sick, sick, sick. Um, so he couldn't make it today. So you guys are stuck with me running the show. Um, today we are going to do a Game of the Year conversation we talked about last week. Um, with two of the guys that I work with at Gaming Age, that Benny and I work with at Gaming Age. And just like every other episode where Benny and I talk about not ever having met, um, I, until this morning, I had not seen these guys on camera. We'd never talked on the phone, just via email. So this has been, we've been kind of catching up and getting to know each other a little better offline. But I'm excited to have them here, and I'll let them introduce themselves when we come back. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, how's it going? Going great. Um, I will, I will let you guys do your introductions, but we'll start with Matthew. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, so yeah, so I'm I'm our site's resident Canadian. I like to say, um, that's why I, I'm the only one who posted on on your Thanksgiving, which for me is just normal, normal Thursday. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been writing for the site for I guess twelve years. Uh, I was our Vita reviewer for quite a while because I was one of the few who played like almost every single Vita game. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be talking to you guys about games for the first time ever. Yeah, long, long overdue. And Dustin, go ahead, man. Hey, um, yep, so I'm Dustin. Uh, I've been writing for Gaming Age for, uh, I guess, probably the, the longest of just about everybody that's on staff now. So it's been 18 years. Um, one of the many Ohioans that have also written for Gaming Age. So um but i'm yeah i'm happy to be here i'm kind of I'm, I'm amped this is the first podcast anything i've done and i've enjoyed watching uh tyler and benny uh create their show here um it's been uh a blast to watch so i am looking forward to to being on awesome thanks man i'm glad you glad you like the show um we we mostly just do it for i mean like we say it all the time but we pretty much just do it because we have fun doing it and the fact that people actually watch it is just so cool it's like bonus points because uh, <laughs> we would do it anyway we just it gives us an excuse to actually sit down and catch up every week so right right it's nice but yeah i don't know uh, gaming age has like an ohio fetish <laughs> it seems to yeah for it's sure weird. At least a, a definitely an east coast fetish if nothing else so yes that's for sure yeah, like so when two, the two geographic regions of Ohioans and New Yorkers. And then yeah, New exactly. You've <laughs> yep. got New York, New Jersey guys, and you have Ohio guys, and then Ohio transplants now. But yeah, it's been it's been funny. So you know, since we brought some more people on for Press for Time, it's all over the place, and now we're coordinating time zones because you know Benny's in Jersey and he's Eastern. I'm in Louisiana. Our buddy Braden is up in like Illinois, Indiana region. Chad is over in California. Monica is in New York. So it's like we're all over right, the place. Yeah. So coordinating episodes now has been been kind of a trick, but this worked out great. Uh, I like only being an hour behind Eastern time still makes things pretty easy. Right. And I get to watch it's all the football games track, early. For sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we are doing Game of the Year, and we have not done the official Gaming Age Game of the Year yet. So once that comes out, we will link that. And Matthew, you put that together there every year, yeah? Yeah. Um, when I, I remember a couple of years ago, we we, we just all did our, un, our our own lists of Games of the Year. 
Um, and it's like, why don't we just do one for the site? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the advantage of that is that I get to see everybody else votes, and then I make my list. So I haven't actually made my list yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be having like all these like random games that nobody else is going to vote for. So it's going to be fun. Yes. So that was kind of what I found when Benny and I were going through. Um, and I was trying to narrow down my list to five. I was like, oh my God, man, I'm snubbing so many good games this year. Like there's no way to fit them all in. This has been such an insanely good year for actual games coming out. Um, I feel yeah, like I have a couple like, sleepers on my list, but we'll see. It seems like the pandemic ended or sort of ended. Then everyone was like, well, here are all the games we were working on for the last couple mm -hmm. of years. Right. Yeah. Everyone yeah. was kind of just holding on to everything and waiting to see like, hey, and I, you know, not not in a negative way, but I feel like studios kind of took advantage of it, too. They were like, hey, <clears throat> this is going on. So we have a little more time to polish yeah. off a game. We can we can push something a date a little further and not worry about the shareholders, you know, jumping down our throats like, oh, God, well, this was supposed to be out Q3. Like, well, COVID. So why don't we wait? Yeah. Yeah. But I feel kind of bad for all the indie games that, that <laughs> in, in a normal yes. year, they would have like <laughs> had a chance. But this year, like everybody came out with everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, really hard a to lot fit of really time in, even if the games are short. It's like trying to squeeze in a uh, indie game around the release schedule of everything else is probably a, a nightmare for a lot of those publishers. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I. I mean, shoot. I'm still. I'm still working on our Call of Duty review um, for the site because I'm doing. My buddy Austin did the campaign review, and I'm doing the multiplayer review, and it's it, you know, it hasn't been super great, but it's one of those games that you can't, you can't sign off on it after five hours, after 10 hours. Like you need to put, you need to put 40, 50 hours into the multiplayer and the zombies and all that before you can really say, Hey, this is good. Hey, this is bad. Um, so I had, I, Jim's gonna, Jim's gonna yell at me on discord, but I, I messaged him earlier this week and was like, yeah, man, I should probably be done in about a day or two. And I tried to write it up. I tried to finish the article and I was just sitting there like, I need more time. I need to put more time into it. I need to play more. And it's just one of those things. So I've just been locked into Call of Duty for two weeks now. I haven't played anything else. I've realized just how much I've missed playing this year from the Black Friday sales. Like yeah, I, yes. I, I went on, I was like gg.deals or whatever. And I looked through my wish list of like 500 games that were like half from this year. And it's like this I didn't play, this I didn't play, this I didn't play. So yeah, it's it's difficult to come up with a list when you know you've missed so much good stuff. Yes. Yep. And I think I feel like we're going to be playing the 2023 games for the next decade. Like we're still going to be diving yeah. into, oh, that was I can't believe I didn't play this when it came out. But yeah. like yeah, there you like you said there's only so much time and all of us are adults, all of us have other stuff that we do like we can't sit and play everything. It just doesn't work. So, all right, well, who wants to go first? Uh, I can go first. I've got, I've got my yeah. list. I'll do that. All right. Why not? So I um, like my number one's easy. Like I know what my number one is, and then everything after my number one is not necessarily <laughs> in any particular order. I guess so. That's pretty much how mine is too. Yeah. yeah. Like my number one was a clear like this. This one wins for sure, and then everything else is like, well, this could be two. This could be five. This could be eight. Right. So I can. Do you want me to start from the top or from the bottom? No, I'll start from the bottom. Start from the okay. bottom, and then we'll save. We'll save number one for, for the end. Okay. So um, I'll I'll do my honorable mentions, I guess, first. Um, so that would be uh, Diablo Four would be, in the honorable mention list, which is uh, 
I mean, I played Diablo three. I probably put like a thousand plus hours into Diablo three over Same. the course of a decade, I guess, that it's been out. So I was really, really excited for Diablo four when it came out and I was really happy with the game when it launched. Like I thought, you know, as far as online games go, they had a pretty smooth launch and uh, you know, it definitely was a lot worse whenever Diablo three came out. So they learned some lessons there. Um, you know, I put a lot of time into it, uh, hit a point where I just got tired of playing, like the upgrades weren't coming along and, you know, I'd seen all the story content and, uh, you know, I dropped off of it, but I still got a good, probably hundred hours out of it. So still a really good game. Uh, season one was kind of bad. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they made some bad changes uh, to the way leveling and monster scaling and everything worked, but it sounds like season two is a lot better, but I haven't jumped back into that yet. So, um, yeah, it's and then funny. Of- I'm, I'm, I'll talk about Diablo for just a second. I'll, but I, in the exact same boat, I probably played, I don't know, a thousand, 2000 hours of Diablo three. Um, my buddy Charles and I, back in the day were number one in the world for a while on two man, greater rifts, dual crusaders. Mm-hmm. That's because, you know, that was that was the broken meta for a while. And he right. and I had just figured it out and we we could run two mans. And like I said, we were, we were top of the leaderboards in the world for I mean, only for a couple months, but for a couple months, like we were the number one. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. That's I not played, easy to do either. <laughs> no a ton of people on those leaderboards. Yeah. So I played I played so much Diablo three, so much Diablo three. And then four came out. I was so excited and I played through it. I reviewed it. I review. I, I gave it very high marks. And then I fell off. Mm-hmm. It, I feel like they lost they lost the post game plot a little bit. Yeah. Um, I feel like they should have stuck with the the progression system from Diablo three because I feel like it was not broken. So why try to fix it? Yeah, um, it is. I don't it understand is a lot of the changes. They didn't seem to really like. There was a lot of lessons they had to learn with Diablo three because if you go back to like what that game was when it launched compared to what it is oh, now, yeah. it's, it's a completely different experience. Um, and you would think that Diablo 4 would be a more refined version of that, but it kind of seems like they wanted to hit the reset button a little bit on yeah, and some I don't of those understand things, why. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, because I, I was still playing Diablo 3 up until 4 came out. Like, I would still right. hop on with my buddy, and we'd try new builds and dick around. So I... It just it was a weird... It was a weird thing to get to the end where typically, like, okay, this is where Diablo starts. Is I've made it to the campaign. I'm max level. I can start farming, farming rifts. And it was like... I really don't want to play anymore. And yeah, yeah the, the first season was so bad. It just kind of. Yeah, I, I tried the first season and I, I did just, too. I did bounce uh, the unique mechanic thing that they had mm-hmm. going on. And then the changes that they made to leveling. Like I tried rolling a new character and it just wasn't it wasn't clicking for. Yeah, me. yeah. I agree. It was it was weird. It was weird because I was I was so I was so high on it playing through it. I was like, if the campaign is this good, the post game's got to be great. And it's like they forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, they were like, yeah, all right, well, yeah. here's a cool campaign, and that's all you need. Like, no, that's not what keeps you playing for a thousand hours. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was unfortunate. I I, I would still I I do want to go back to it. Like I said, I think people are pretty high on season two. Um, okay. I don't know if I'll get to it by the time season two ends or not, but right. uh, I'll definitely revisit it at some point next year. Cool. All right. Continue. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're fine. Um, and then, so my other honorable mention would be Resident Evil 4, um, which I, I really enjoyed. I really don't have anything <laughs> bad to say about it. Uh, it's a really good game. Um, it would probably be a little higher up on my list if I hadn't played so much Resident Evil 4. <laughs> uh, 
uh, since the PS2 one came out. So yeah. uh, it's just a real familiar experience. And, you know, they did do some changes and obviously everything looks like a lot better and, you know, plays better and everything. But um, just a really good game. Like if, if for some reason you had not played Resident Evil 4, you should definitely play Resident Evil 4. It's fun. Um, and then so my actual like top five and again like no real order for this outside of the number one but um star wars jedi survivor uh buggy game not perfect whenever it launched i think people playing on pc might still have issues uh there i'm not sure if they patched everything or not but um i thought it was a really good follow-up i liked uh, uh fallen order was the first one jedi fallen yeah. order um and this was like a just a, a more refined version i kind of like that they took an approach in this where, you know, whenever you have these kind of Metroid adjacent kind of games, usually, you know, the sequel, they got to hit the reset button on all your abilities and you got to start from the bottom. And in this one, they, they kind of give you pretty much everything you had in the first game right off the bat. And then they just amplify it. Um, oh, and then I, I, I like the story too. I, I thought I'm a big star Wars nerd anyway. So, <laughs> uh, but the star, uh, the, the story was, you know, it was pretty good. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm not a Star Wars guy at all, and I liked the game a lot. Like I've, I've I've maybe seen the first Star Wars movie from like '77, like once thirty years ago. Yeah, wow, more than thirty years ago. <laughs> Never seen any of the prequels or sequels, but I really liked the game a lot. Yeah, that might be a good way to approach it too. Is not having a ton of knowledge going in because there's nothing to get upset about. <laughs> so I think <laughs> so that's people get mad what about me. certain things. Yeah. yeah, I I mean not not mad, but like. I bounced off Fallen Order. I, I played like the first half and it was a combination of things. It was a combination of being like, man, Star Wars though, this really doesn't, this doesn't, doesn't jive with my perception of Star Wars mm -hmm. so much. And the fact that they were kind of riding high on the heels of Sekiro and they were like, <clears throat> well, this is kind of like Sekiro combat. Mm -hmm. And I played it and I was like, no, the fuck it is not. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, yeah. it is not like that at all. So I kind of went in expecting not a Souls-like, but combat that flowed a little bit like Sekiro did while also expecting like great Star Wars stuff. And I feel like it kind of missed the mark on both counts. Um, so I had like a personal, kind of a personal issue with that game and ended up stopping about halfway through and then coming back later, finishing it after the fact, um, but never picked up Jedi Survivor. Yeah, I, I mean, they're they're really similar. So, like, if somebody, you know, if you didn't really care for uh, Fallen Order, I could I could see Jedi Survivor being just kind of more of the same for you. It's just it's definitely a more refined version of that game. Um, feels really good to, like, play, like, just all your abilities, you know, being able to just jump around and use the Force powers and, and all the little combat encounters and everything you get into. Everything just feels real, real satisfying. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it it was a it was a definitely a, a solid sequel, and I I mean they're doing a third one, so right, uh, I'm sure that one will be uh, pretty much in line with this one. Um, and then after that, uh, Cocoon would be my my one indie-ish game <laughs> on my list, but it's a really good one. Um, it is it's a puzzle game, I guess, kind of. It's real short, like it's not. You know, you could sit down on a Saturday and, and get through the whole thing in one sitting, most likely. Um, okay. But the mechanic, like the the idea of, you know, you've got this little character that you control inside of a world that can then pick up, like an orb that has another world inside of it that you can then jump into, 
And as the game progresses, that concept just gets more and more complex, but it's never, it's really like intuitive. Like you never really feel lost or like you're banging your head against the wall trying to figure out what it wants you to do. Um, and it does that without any real text or dialogue or anything. Like everything that shows you on the screen is all you need to know to be able to complete puzzles or figure out where to go or what to do. Like it's just a really, really good short experience that you know sometimes you need like a palate cleanser after you play a 50 or 60 hour game and, and cocoon yeah. is like that, that perfect palate cleanser for sure i played a bit of it uh when asus was nice enough to send me an ally to, to review um so the ally comes with three free months of, of game pass pc mm -hmm. game pass oh nice um and so uh cocoon was like the first game i played the first game i downloaded the first game i played um because like i love annapurna because i that was yeah like really fun arty games um and yeah i was i was impressed by what I, by what i played but it seems like a fun game and I, I would have liked to spend more time with it yeah yeah it's it's definitely worth getting like all the way through like visually it's just a really cool looking game and um like i said the the idea of stacking worlds on top of each other and then figuring out how to complete puzzles based on that it's it's really really enjoyable yeah i've added it to my list I, I tabbed over and i added it to my not to my game of the year list but to my list right. of like hey i need like, to check this out to play that sounds like one my wife's not a big gamer or my wife's not a gamer at all um and so finding a game interesting like that though she'll typically sit and like watch it um whereas like if i'm playing call of duty or dark souls or whatever she's like okay i'm gonna go read or i'm gonna go work mm -hmm. on school or something um but little games like that typically draw, gets her attention. So I'm going to play that later and be like, all right, hey, come watch this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's probably a neat game to just watch somebody play too. So yeah, I think you get some enjoyment out of it for sure. Perfect. Um, and then next on the list would be Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, I don't know if either of you guys have had a t chance to play it or not, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a Mario game. So it's not, you know, oh my God, surprising, but it's, like extremely well done um not just the weird wonder concept where you you know the stages get manipulated because you collect this wonder flower and then everything kind of warps around and does weird stuff but just like the the animation which is long overdue for mario games um all the little i don't know flourishes and everything that they give you know the characters the enemies um it just looks like a real next gen 2d mario game as opposed to like new super mario brothers or any yeah. of the follow-ups to those games I, I mean this feels like a real real evolution of like super mario world basically yeah i got it like the day it came out um but i haven't played it yet because my backlog is far too big so i'm it's just <laughs> sitting on my desk in front of me i can see it right now yeah um and i want to play it but there's just mm -hmm. so much other stuff to play, but I really want to play it. Yeah. 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 That's kind of where I am. I did not buy it because I knew I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to play it until, I mean, next year, probably sometime, probably summer of 2024, I'll be able to finally get to it. But I am, I'm so excited for it. Like I was so excited to have like a true, I didn't love Odyssey. I liked Odyssey and it was mm -hmm. a cool change and I had a lot of fun with it, but wonder was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's the Mario that I know. I, I want to play that. But like I said, like, you know, Matthew said, and you said there's just too much shit right now. <laughs> so I, right, I am yeah. not able to check it out. But it is it is high on the list of like, hey, this needs to get this needs to get got to. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really good. Um, and it's got like a good challenge to it. Like a, another thing with the new Super Mario Brothers games, they felt like felt like a little easy. Um, yeah. And this is 
there's definitely stages in here that are like, oh, I'm <laughs> going to be banging away at this for a little while. So yeah, it, it's it's kind of a nice change for that series. Um, and then, so my next one would be Spider-Man 2, uh, which is fantastic. Um, I know, Tyler, you uh, turned around on that game <laughs> from did, your yeah. uh, initial opinion. So um, yeah. just really, really well done sequel. Uh, you know, I, I like comics as Spider-Man's like number two superhero for me, basically. So I'm kind of predisposed to probably liking the game anyways, to some degree, but it's just really well done. Um, you know, the, the introduction of the, um, of the, the web wings or whatever they call them in the game, like the ability yeah. to kind of glide around the city. Uh, I wasn't sure if I'd care for that too much, but it, it works really well. Um, the story stuff is, is great. I think Insomniac's done a good job of, uh, kind of creating their own little pocket, you know, world yeah. for Marvel characters. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're making stories that are familiar for sure, but, uh, they've done a good job of kind of crafting their own, their own side universe there. Agreed. Uh, and then my, my number one, uh, with a bullet is Alan Wake two. Nice. Uh, just, I love this game <laughs> so much. Um, I, you know, I like any kind of anything, whether it's a movie, book, you know, cartoon, whatever, uh, that does like a weird kind of ethereal version of like the real world, basically. So like, like Twin Peaks is the obvious example yep. where you've got a setting that is super familiar to anybody that's going to watch it. And then, you know, you could kind of, the, the way the, the world works is if you look in the shadows for like a little bit too long you're going to see something maybe you shouldn't be able to see <laughs> and mm -hmm. that's how that's how alan wake 2 feels for me um like they just they do a real good job of, of kind of grounding it in this fictional town of bright falls like they did in the first one uh but really kind of expanding on the surrounding area um and then like the weird kind of dream state that alan wake is stuck in for the majority mm -hmm. of the game um all that stuff is just it's done so well uh, and then the presentation, like, so Remedy has generally done like live action video segments in most of their current games or, or more yeah. recent games for sure. Uh, but they're usually kind of like little bits, right? Like they're like a little TV show within the game, um, or, you know, Quantum Break kind of probably went a little overboard with the video in that game. But this one, they, they integrate that, that video idea into the game, like super well, like it cuts back and forth between, um, you know, gameplay or, or, or just a general game cinematic to actual video with, you know, actors and portraying the characters that you're playing as. Um, and it just, it, it's real seamless. Like it just cuts between that constantly throughout the game in a way that's like super effective. Um, like everything's well acted uh the voice works really good um i loved control so the the connection to that world is really well done too so yeah. uh just a, a fantastic game I, I i cannot overstate how much i really enjoyed that game this year i agree and that was it took me completely by surprise i mean i guess not completely because i played the shit out of control mm -hmm. um i loved alan wake i loved american nightmare i mean I also really liked Quantum Break. I feel yeah. like it was maybe five, ten years too early. I think <laughs> if if the, I think if it came out now, it would be very successful. Um, but back then, it was so. And it's not unheard of, but it was such a gimmick. 
kind of to have the live action segments in between. I, I distinctly remember when it came out, people, you know, kind of calling it lazy. Like, well, you could have done cutscenes, but instead you just hired actors. <laughs> like, right. That's not yeah. exactly, you know, it's not exactly how that works. But yes, I get it. But I feel like now people would be like, oh, wow. If there wasn't already a quantum break to look back on and be like, they already tried it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think Alan Wake definitely toned it way down and made it a much more seamless, you know, integration of the live action stuff. Yeah, for sure. I just, I don't know, presentations just out of this world for that game. And yes. Um, and it's kind of like the perfect length, you know, as far as that type of game goes. Like I never got tired or bored with playing it. I kept on wanting to, to push through um, and see what was next. So it, it really, really well crafted experience. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. It's definitely on my on my on my list of games I need to play. But I think it's so interesting that like October is looking like a death month for it because it's going to go up against Mario Wonder and Spider Man Two and Assassin's Creed Mirage and Sonic yeah. Superstars and a bunch of other stuff. And somehow it's it's possibly the best reviewed game of that month. Yeah, and and shoot, it even it made the the game of the year or the game awards game of the mm -hmm. year list, which I didn't see happening. But I'm I'm very glad it did. And you know, when Benny and I talked about it, I would love to see it win. <laughs> it won't. Baldur's Gate will probably yeah, win, but yeah, probably. <laughs> I think Alan Wake is the one that deserves it of their list of games up there. So, and I've never wanted to move to Washington so bad. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Like yeah, something about little... Twin Peaks and Alan Wake, like both. I watch it and I'm like, damn, I want to live there. Like that's yeah, so nice. I want to go to that diner and I want to just sit and drink coffee and have weird supernatural shit happen <laughs> and have my servers say all kind of crazy nonsense about the future and <laughs> right, right. Give me the weird, weird fishing town vibe for sure. Mm -hmm. All right, great. Yep, I think I think Alan Wake is a good. That's a, a solid, a solid top pick. Um, in a year of solid top picks. Um, Matthew, do you want me to go next so you can hold your place at the end? <laughs> or would you like to go next? No, I'll go, I'll, I'll go next so you guys can see more of my, my thought process because it's very, very uh, early stages right now. Awesome. Um, like I was, I was looking at my list of all the games I've played this year. And like there's some that I, I know will be on my on my honorable mention list. Like the, the Switch port of Red Dead Redemption. Um, it's obviously not a new game, but it's incredible. Like I, I was blown really? away. Yeah, like it works perfectly like I, i've kind of moved away from the switch in the last year or so as of, like i have the scene now, now the ally and it's like nothing really performs well on the switch anymore except for some nintendo games yeah um but i was like well i'll, I'll try uh I'll, I'll try red dead it's probably gonna be terrible like because i saw that i saw i remember seeing that the the video for for the arkham collection on batman is like oh that looks rough oh yeah <laughs> um and like i, I really want to try hogwarts on the switch but it's gonna be bad yeah. <laughs> but the, the the switch version of red dead is incredible like i don't know wow. what magic they did to make it run perfectly but like there's not like sudden pop in of mountains that like everything just works <laughs> um so like it since it's like a 13 year old game i should hope so but and so it's not gonna make my like top 10 of the year but like it's really it's good to it's fun to go back and play a game that i sunk a ton of hours into originally um and just play it again on the go because that yeah I, I love i love handhelds obviously so yeah that's a big draw for me um and an, another honorable mention for me is, is jackbox party pack 10 like i'm a huge jackbox fan like they're never gonna Same. win game of the year from anybody um but just the way they, they they keep getting better and better this year's this year's version has tko coming back um but has some other games uh and the names are escaping right now but there's a game where you like play around with people's text there's a game where uh 
where it's like a social deduction game um, that actually works online, which normally they don't work so well online, but this one works perfectly yeah. online. So, um, like it's a it's just a fun addition to the to the to the Jackbox series. Um, so so that as as I said, it's never going to win Game of the Year from anybody probably, unless you're maybe doing party games. Um, but it's still on my list for sure. I need to check that one out. I'm my wife and I are big Jackbox people. Like when we have people over, nine times out of ten, we load up Jackbox. I have them all, and I have a I still have a Steam link that I use because I think Steam Link's amazing, and I can't believe everybody hated it so bad <laughs> and it got canceled forever. But we still use a Steam Link, and I run it on the living room TV and set up Jackbox. And when we have, when we have people over, we just do Jackbox just all the time. So, yeah, for us, like the first year of the pandemic was 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 playing jackbox online with with friends and family yeah yeah like, jackbox and D is what kept me kept me sane uh and discord so um so so that those are like my different definite audible mentions um then i get into my, my top five like i know what my number one is so i'll get to that last but like for, like for the, the the four after that, like Jedi Survivor is probably going to be on there. Um, because as I said, I've never seen Star Wars, or if I did, I've forgotten everything about it. <laughs> um, so as, as one of you said, like I didn't go into those kind of preconceived notions. Yeah. So I was able to just enjoy it for what it was. I liked I liked Fallen Order, and I liked this one too. So that it, it was it's very good. Um, another one that I'll I'll, I'll, I'll is probably going to be on there is a game called Return to Grace. Um, and it, it's it's like an indie it's similar to uh, was it the invincible that you, you played tyler yeah um so it's similar to that it's like a retro futuristic game like it's it's um it's it's set in space um you're just walking through this 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 abandoned space age or space colony building trying okay. to find out what happened um and it, it doesn't break new ground but it really reminds me of games like firewatch and gone home that i, I loved playing the first time around yeah um, excuse me one second Sorry about that. Um, so just to, to go back and and like, it feels like walking simulator simulators had a moment ten years ago, mm -hmm. and they just went away. Um, so it's fun to go back and play one like that. Um, and and reading your review of the Invincible reminded me a lot of this game. So I'm, I'm very eager to play the Invincible as well, which is another game on my never ending backlog. Yes. Um. So yeah, Return and Return to Grace had that kind of. I, I just love the look of it because it looks like they imagine the future would look in the '60s, but it's created today. So it, it's yeah. Just, it strikes the perfect balance for me. I have added that one to my list as well over there because that, yeah, that's exactly exactly my shit is retro retro futuristic, and I love walking simulators or you know walking simulator style games yeah. as long as they're done well. Some are so bad. Oh, but. like I, I played another walking sim this year called Fort Solus. I, I played it for the site. It was like a three-hour game. It was like, oh, set in a space station is gonna be so cool. It was so bad and so oh, boring yeah. and so artificially long. Like yes, that's what gets me. Backtrack yeah. for no reason at all. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. So yeah, so that that was a bad one set in space, but Return to Grace was an amazing one set in space. Awesome. Yep, that one's going right on the list. Um, I'd also definitely like it, it's kind of cheesy, but I might I, I'm probably going to put Immortals of Avium on there. Um, really? I think yeah, you'll be I, the only person on the planet. Probably <laughs> yes. Like it's stupid. It's it like as I I wrote in my review that reminded me of this crappy B game I reviewed literally 10 years ago called magus uh, which okay. is a ps3 game i think made by xseed it was terrible but it had like the same like red green and blue magic it had like space wizards and stuff like that it's cheesy but it's i had so much fun with it like i i it it feels like a game that should have come out 
for PS3, but just yeah. never did because it has yeah. even has the bald space marine. But I liked it a lot. Yeah, um, I've got it. I've got it installed, and I just keep on. I want to play it, but it's been far down the list of things I want to play. So we'll get yeah. to it next year, probably. Yeah, like again, it, it's not. It's not like oh my god, this is gonna remake make you rethink what you know about video games. Um, but it's 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 fun. Um, that's all that my, matters. That's what I love about games. Like you know, even games that come out that are you know kind of panned by most people, somebody loves that game. Somebody's yeah, like, yes. Yeah. That's my shit. That's awesome. Um, and then the last in my like just below number one list is Viewfinder, uh, which again I think it's an it's I think it's an indie game. Um, it came out PS5 and PC. It okay. was a it's a it's a puzzle game that draws from Portal in a way that other puzzle games that draw from Portal don't draw. If that makes sense, because like most right. most games like look at Portal like oh we'll just be a walking simulator. We'll have these puzzles. You touch this, they make you go somewhere else. Like they're they're very rote. Yeah. Um, or is this one? It it took the idea of a portal that you could like play with your environment. Um, and instead of having portals, you you, you had a, a a camera. So you take a picture of your environment. You place the the picture you took somewhere in front of you, and that would change the environment around you. Oh, um, and you use that yeah. to reach the end of the level. Um, and it, like plays with perspective. It plays with 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 dimensions. Like it's a, it was a really inventive game um that i absolutely loved uh and like i think in a normal year it would like would have got a lot more gotten a lot more attention um but because it, yeah, i haven't even heard of it yeah it came at middle of august i think so it was just like a dead season nobody 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 paid much attention to it but it's exceptionally good awesome also added to the list i, I love this i'm getting i'm getting so many good games to, <laughs> to check out from this conversation as i said like when i when i make when I make my initial list, it'll be all these games that nobody else on the site will will be voting for. So when I get to when I get to tally the votes, be like, oh, I have to drop all these games off. But they're on yeah. my list. Yeah. Um. And uh, my number one is probably is like by far the the highest profile for me. It's Hogwarts Legacy. Um, really? Okay. Like, I've always been a huge Harry Potter fan, even though I was like I was in my twenties when the first, when I started reading the book. So it's not like I was like oh, it's childhood love, but right. I was still I was still it's still something I look back on finally 20 years later. Yeah. Um, but like the, the, the week that game came out and I got to review uh, for our site, uh, it was a week I lost my job. So I played a ton of it for that week. Yeah. And I just loved it. Like I, like my, my problem with a lot of open world games is that I'll get so drawn into the side quests that I'll just forget about the, the main yeah. quest and I'll just end up dropping it. Um, yeah. and that kind of happened with Hogwarts as well, but because like exploring Hogsmeade and exploring the castle, like doing all that, um, I just put so many hours into it. it. Like it, it just feels like you're in a living, breathing place because the students are walking around. You talk to them, you like stumble across random stuff. Um, like it, it's what you'd want a game set at Hogwarts to be. Um, yeah. And the the fact that it it turned out as well as it did, uh, it wasn't just some like janky garbage. I think it was it, it like they could have just done that, but they didn't. Like, they made a game that lived up to the source material, uh, but 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 expanded on it, and made it made it feel like its own thing um so i just i just loved it that's awesome yeah i i honestly don't know if i've talked to anybody that actually played it um it was and i don't have a huge connection to harry potter like i i was the target demographic i guess i mean i i grew up i grew up when it was the hottest thing in the world um and you know when i was a kid i read i think the first three first four books i want to say i read up through like goblet of fire um but it 
not nothing against Harry Potter and nothing against anybody that liked reading Harry Potter. I was a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Mm -hmm. And I was big on the Forgotten Realms books like R.A. Salvatore and, and stuff like that. So I had my fantasy series. I was reading Dune. Um, so I had the books that I really liked to read. And I felt like Harry Potter never really reached that same level. Um, yeah, so sure. I kind of, I kind of fell off after the fourth book. I was like, all right, I feel like I've given this a fair shot. Um, but then I loved the movies and I loved watching the movies, but there isn't that. I feel like having mm. not been a long-term book reader, I don't have that same feeling. Yeah, so when the sure. game was coming out, I was like, mm, this looks cool, but you know, in, in such a big year, there's just, there's only so much that you can, that you can do. Yeah, and in some ways, it's kind of more reflective of the books than the movies because the books, the books, they're all about them exploring the grounds of the of the castle, basically, plus all the other stuff in the lighter books. But it, it's through the, going through the school year in the book, and, and you, the, the game is is very similar in that, like it takes place place over a year. Um, you're you're uncovering a, like a mystery of what happened, and you're you're doing it on your own. So, yeah, for for me, like again, in, in a normal year, I think it would would be in a lot more conversations right now but because yeah. it's been such a packed year uh it's probably gonna get lost in the wayside but for me lost by the wayside but for me it's like definitely a it's an easy number one for me yeah that's awesome yeah so so i guess i guess if you're a lord of the rings fan your number one game is gonna be Gollum. <laughs> oh yes yeah oh, absolutely yeah. <laughs> for sure oh my god man oh, i i game. still can't believe that that happened like i <laughs> I saw that it was coming out and I was like, oh yeah, that's going to be a dumpster fire. <laughs> There's, I don't know who thought, <laughs> how they thought, why they thought. Oh, I'm the, the, yeah, oh it's, uh, I know like everybody's now thinks that, you know, Kong, the Kong game is the worst game of the year and that Walking Dead game that just came out. But I'm 100% sure that Gollum is still the worst game. <laughs> Having played almost played all of it. it. Right? Yeah, yeah, I, I cannot I, believe I that you took that like game a on. Chapter, man. A chapter before the end, I think. Um, God, what a bad game! I mean, it's just, yeah, I just a miserable game. There was no way I was going to review it. Uh, there was no fucking way I wasn't going to touch it. It would have given me a. I would have had a stroke. I would have yeah. had a fucking stroke and died trying to play through Gollum. Yeah, I cannot. It's it's beyond me how that game got greenlit in any capacity, but. Hey, now I want there to play has to be like money laundering. It has <laughs> right. to be some yeah, type of crazy like a... foreign money laundering scheme. Yeah. Well, like that, was the, to... that was what people said about what was it? Was it Crime Rocket City or something? Crime oh, Boss yeah. Rocket City with all those like B list actors? Everyone was like, there's clearly yeah. money laundering going on here somehow. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Like, this well, isn't a game. There's no way. Game. Yes. Yep. Uh, give me one second. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't believe you you reviewed it, Dustin. <laughs> Every so often, I, I'm like, you know, maybe I should play like a really because generally, whenever I review games, I'm I'm probably reviewing something that I'm I kind of know ahead of time. Oh, this is probably for me to some degree. Um, and then sometimes you feel like, oh, you know, I should maybe I should just play something that's probably not good, just to just to remind myself of what the good uh, is, how bad something can be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Gollum's definitely that game. Yeah. Sorry, my dogs are outside screaming at each other. They're they're not brothers, but they're like I mean cousins. They're from the same the same place, um, yeah. and they're about six months apart. 
and all they do is just fight with each other. Like <laughs> that's all they do. One of them will take something. We'll give them both a bone. Here's a bone for you. Here's a bone for you. And they just both want to take the bone that the other one has. Like they don't, they don't care that there's another bone. They want the bone that is getting the attention. And the baby, the younger one is much more aggressive than the older one. The large, well, he's not larger anymore, but so the little one will take the bone and sit there and just growl at him. And the older dog will just stand in front of him and just burr, 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 burr. <laughs> just, just letting his displeasure be known for an hour. <laughs> he won't stop. So I just, I had to text my wife. I was like, Hey, can you please take them inside? So they stop. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. So yeah. So you kind of touched on my honorable mention, which is the invincible, which hit, so many of the right notes with me uh, it's just and it's one of those ones where i almost started playing it already looking at it through rose-colored glasses like i was so excited for it that booting it up i was like oh yeah this is the greatest thing ever and I had to kind of temper that and be like wait a minute no let's let's examine this a little more critically here because it just feels so nice it's like I don't know. It's like the video game equivalent of putting on like a really nice house coat and getting mm. some coffee and sitting by the fire. It's like, it's just comfortable. And it's, I mean, it's not a super comfy game. Like it's kind of creepy and there's, there's some fucked up shit that happens and it, there's a mystery to be solved. But at the same time, it's just, it feels so nice. Like it feels so much like exactly what I wanted. Um, I was, I was sold start to finish. I played almost eight hours. The first time I sat down with it, I played just straight. I was like, yep. I'm just taking an entire day and I am playing this game. Um, I ended up with the side stuff and going back and checking some stuff out. It ended up being about 10 hours for me to get all the way through it. But, and, and I could go back and play it again. Like there are different choices you can make and different story things that can happen and all that. So yeah, I was super interested and I saw your review. Now I'm really, really interested in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that reminds me, I forgot a game. <laughs> From my, from oh, my list, another another, uh, another walking simulator that I loved was this game called Killer Frequency, um, where you play as the, the, the it's set in the '80s. Um, you play as a as a DJ at a radio station in, in like rural, I want to say Illinois, um, and the town's only cop has been called away to to an emergency outside of town, and it's the same night, and it's like thirty years after a serial killer last struck the town, and then. Uh, because the cop is away, they've reared all the 911 calls to your station. So you're answering these questions. The serial killers come back. You have to like get people to safety at the same time. What you walk around the radio station trying to find clues as to the serial killer's identity. Um, yeah, it was really sorry. Sorry, I interrupted you. But it was that. Yeah, you're no. talking about that game. Reminded me of this other really really good game that I loved. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so, I love I love how many good like how many good lesser known games like we have this year too like we when I mean, we talked about at the beginning it's a banner year for great games but it's also a banner year for great games that didn't get the attention that that didn't make the cut with some of the some of the really high profile titles so yeah yeah uh, but yeah so the invincible Sorry amazing yeah. great no yeah you're it's just I, I i cannot stress enough how much people need to play this game and try it um if for nothing else than just to exist in the world for a little while i just spent half my time walking around i was taking pictures of just space and sending them to my friends like hey you guys need to play this hey you guys need to play this hey you guys need to play this um and all the all the images in the review were screenshots that i took 
in the game. I did not take any of the press assets. Um, I mean, the press assets are great, but all of the ones in our review are, that's just me alt print screen <laughs> and pasting uh, in-game screenshots. That's just stuff you can just wander around and see. And it's like, oh my God, it's just so cool. I was just constantly, the entire time, it never got old. I never got bored. I was struck over and over and over and over again by like, oh my God, this is so cool. So definitely check it out. But yes, that is my honorable mention in a year of just crazy games. So again, my bottom four, uh, the bottom four of my top five, kind of in order, I would say. I mean, you can move them here or there. But I'll say number five was Lies of P um, because everybody knows I can I can beat this dead horse again. But I love Souls games. I love Souls born games. I love Souls light games. I love all of it. Um, but very rarely do the non FromSoft games scratch the same itch. Like there are a ton that I enjoy. There are a ton that are good. There are a ton that are great. Um, but very rarely do they hit the same highs that the actual from software ones do and i feel like lies of p is the one that kind of broke through finally um very very bloodborne but also not also dark souls also very much its own thing the the puppets and the the story behind it is so different and so unique that you can forgive some of the copy and pasted assets and some of the gameplay mechanics because there is enough of its own flavor there to make it seem like it's not completely derivative but there is enough of the dna of the actual FromSoft games that makes it like hey this this is still the same like if it came out and you told me that it was it was an offshoot of the original team that made bloodborne i would say okay yeah that makes sense a different creative director a couple different design decisions but yeah that makes sense to me um, I'm still playing it. I still, uh, I just keep going back and doing, I finished it. Stan, I finished it. Um, <laughs> I keep going back and playing and going through again, playing new game plus playing new game plus plus because there are different endings and different things that you can see, um, and different abilities that you can only unlock once you play through the game a couple times. Um, so it kind of compounds upon itself as you go through it. So I'm really liking it. There's DLC coming. So if you like, those kind of games, Lies of P is definitely one to check out. And it's on Game Pass, I think. Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah I, I think I downloaded it like day one and just haven't got around to playing it. <laughs> so it's another one of those games that's on the list. I remember when it got announced and the the concept of um, Pinocchio being mashed with Bloodborne sounded insane <laughs> to me. Yeah. So I, it's, it's kind of cool to see that that actually works out really well and, and people have really been loving that game that have played it so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that one out eventually. i really wish there was co-op that's my only big complaint yeah. is there are no summons which is half the fun in a post game so i typically mm -hmm. try to play through my first or my first two games by myself i don't like summoning anybody because i like to half the fun for me is figuring out the boss fights and i feel like summoning people in for the bosses just kind of takes away the difficulty for the most part um which is totally fine do it i love it it's great it's an amazing mechanic to have but for me once i've beaten the game once or twice i love bringing people in and just fucking around yeah. we just go and have fun run through the world try to get people to invade us do duels do you know gang up on people just all kinds of fun to fun to be had in co-op so i wish there was something like that because it would be fun to explore uh, i think lies of p with 
with a co-op companion. Uh, it looked. I, I never, I'm. I'm terrible at games. <laughs> like notwithstanding <laughs> the fact I play so many, I'm just awful at them. So I've never been able to, able, to, able to get into this whole Soulsborne genre. <laughs> but it looked really cool, and I yeah. wanted to be able to play it, but I know I would suck at it. It's all right. It's it's. It, I mean, yeah, it's hard, but it's not. I would say it's not as hard as most Souls games. Um, you know, there's obviously the learning curve in the beginning, like they all have. But as you progress, you get so many abilities, and they made um, throwable items actually valuable for once. You can you can wash most of the bosses with just throwables. All you do is go farm up, farm up your and I, the currency is escaping me right now, but your souls, farm up your essence, whatever. Go buy a bunch of throwables, run in the boss arena. Boom, 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 boom. Three quarters of the way dead already. And then he just hit him a couple times and it's over. Um, so they really, they gave you a lot of opportunities to kind of easily get your way through some of the stuff. Um, so I would say if you are interested in kind of diving in, that is a good starting point. Okay. Liza P is, is a very forgiving Souls-like, in my opinion. Okay. While still retaining that difficulty. Well, you know, Lords of the Fallen was too easy. Um, in my opinion, Liza P, I think, walks that line very well. So yeah, that's that would be a number my number five. My number four, and now let me let me double check something. Because now I'm second guessing myself. Because <laughs> I didn't actually. Yeah, yeah, it's February. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I thought I was having a stroke. Uh Octopath Traveler 2. I went to say the name and I was like, wait a minute, did that come out at the end of last year though? Because again, this has just been a crazy year. But yeah, February. Um, Octopath 2. Oh my God. I loved the first game. And the second one is leaps and bounds better. Like, I don't understand how there were not more people screaming about how great this game was. It is the best soundtrack of any game this year. It has the best art direction, in my opinion, of any game this year. The, I mean, just pixel perfect. I, I just, oh my God. The boss designs are incredible. The the just the world music alone but then the boss themes like a unique boss theme for every major boss you encounter like it nothing has hit the right spot for me like that since like old old final fantasy like mm -hmm. a kid playing final fantasy that is the vibe i got playing octopath 2 as an adult I could not stop playing. And the problem with Octopath is all of the different characters. So I would play through three or four hours. Then I'm like, all right, I want to start over. <laughs> I want to, I want to start over and see the, cause you recruit the characters and you can do their main story missions as you pick them up. Um, you can choose to do them or skip them and come back later. All I wanted to do was do these story missions and learn the backstories of these characters and see how they interacted with the world and see their unique environments and everything else um i i will probably go back and play octopath again and again and again probably for years to come every time i'm like hey i just want to kind of throw something on and and chill and have a good time probably going to be putting octopath on because it is it's exceptional i love that game so much yeah it's, it's a really good game i i played that one this year too and uh just that you know i thought it was a better game than one for sure um and I'm the, I'm the same way like that that visual style just feels like classic final fantasy to me even though obviously it's like super spruced up and you know right. able to do a whole bunch of different visual effects and everything but yeah it really evokes that that time period of rpgs for me too 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a core of what made me play video games, you know, growing yeah. up was that kind of stuff. So, you know, it was that it was, you know, old school Zelda, Mario, Star Fox, you know, I had an NES and SNES and then a GameCube and a Wii. And like, I went through, you know, the progressions, but I had all my, my parents, my parents, NES and SNES that I would play growing up. So that kind of feel really, really sticks with me. And a PlayStation, PlayStation one was the first console that was mine. I remember for my birthday, I got a PlayStation one. I was at the YMCA doing a swimming birthday party and my parents got me a PS one and I could not believe it because we didn't have a ton of money, you know, and, and I never expected that I was going to get a PlayStation for my birthday. So I got it. I was like, all right, party's over. Everybody go home. We're done swimming. Let's go. I'm going back to the house. I don't care what anybody else got me. It's all good. <laughs> I'm going to go play my PlayStation. Um, so yeah, Octopath really, it was really something special for me this year. So I'm really glad that, that that came out and glad that I can, be the one to talk about it because <laughs> it was completely snubbed at the game awards and i think a big part of that is because it came out in february yeah. and everyone was like me and they were second guessing like did that actually happen this year mm. it did um number three armored core six i have been waiting for a new armored core for goddamn ever and uh that kind of goes to goes in the vein of i love all of FromSoft's games that's not just Souls games. I also love Armored Core. Um, so having a new Armored Core was amazing. I played through it just repeatedly. I got there's three different endings, and you to get them, like you have to play through it completely one time and make a certain set of decisions, which unlocks new game plus, in which you have to go back, play through it again, but you play different missions like they're branching mission trees. So you'll come to one that is like, hey, this is a decision mission. You either go rescue these rebels and escort them to their base, or you're on the opposing side. You have to destroy all these rebels and not let them get to their base, right? So what you pick determines where you go from there. So your second playthrough, you have to play through making the opposing decisions. If you successfully beat playthrough number one and playthrough number two, it unlocks playthrough number three, where you go back in New Game Plus Plus, and now there is a there's a secret third option to each mission. And if you take the secret third option, you, it takes you all the way back, and you get the the true ending. You get the real ending. Um, so I think there's like 65 missions in the game. There's like 48 that you can get on the first playthrough with like an additional nine or 10 you get on the next playthrough and then like an additional 12 you get on the final playthrough. So to see every mission, you have to beat the game three times and it has to be, they have to be consecutive playthroughs. You can't beat it, start fresh on a new save, beat it, start fresh. It has to be new game, new game plus, new game plus plus. There's so much commitment. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's another one that I've like that I've bought and just have not got around to playing yet. So it's another one I'm kind of looking forward to. It's been forever since I played an Armored Core game. I, I can't even remember the last one that I played. Um, but this one, I mean, everybody seemed to like really be into it whenever it first came out too. So uh, yeah, I still hop on and play um, the competitive, like the arena mode, every mm -hmm. so often. I still hop in. It's like, all right, I'll do a sortie and and kill some kids online because. Um, it's just that's fun. It's great. Um, I'm hopeful that we'll get some DLC. 
Um, I'm very close to the platinum and I almost got it, but you have to get an S rank on every single mission. And that commitment was more than I was willing to put in at the time because I had just finished three consecutive playthroughs mm -hmm. and was kind of like, okay, it's time to move on to something else now. Um, but I will probably go back and do it at some point <laughs> if I can ever muster up the courage to S rank like 60 missions. Right. Some of them are fucking hard. And to get an S rank, you have to do it so fast. Like that's that's 90% of your rank comes from how quickly you can finish it. And sometimes there's just nothing you can do about it. So I was not ready for that level of frustration. But yeah, definitely if you like if you like mech games, if you like Gundam, if you like Armored Core, this is the game, the Armored Core game. Number two, and this is the this is the really solid number two. So the other three can kind of trickle up and down depending on the day. Uh, number two, Alan Wake. Um, I won't I won't do a deep dive into Alan Wake because Dustin, you you already killed it. Um, I think you said everything there is to say. It's it's perfect. There's I really have no complaints at all. Um, in a different year, it probably would have been my game of the year. It, it definitely would have been my game of the year. When we talked about it, I think it should win at the Game Awards based on the competition. Um, I I don't know. I feel like it's special in ways that very few games end up being. Um, I think it manages to do something that kind of bridges the gap between video games and TV and movies and books. Like it is a it is a a whole experience almost. Um, I feel like even if you're not a big video game player, like you're not a big gamer, you could play through Alan Wake if you wanted to. Um, Yes, there is gameplay. Yes, there is shooting. Yes, you have to master mechanics. But you you could do it even if you don't play games. I think I think they give you all the tools to successfully get through it and it would be something that you would really enjoy. So, I think that kind of kind of puts it up at the top of most lists in my opinion. Um but it is beaten by Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> my personal game of the year. Um the game that I have spent the most time with this year. I think I put like 200 hours maybe, um, which to give comparison, Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3 combined now, I think I have 256 hours across the, you know, over a year that that has been a thing. And I put almost that much time into Final Fantasy 16. Wow. I did everything. Um, everything other than again, I'm very close to the platinum. I just need to go back and beat it on uh, whatever the this is Final Fantasy difficulty. Um, but again, once I got to the end, I was like, I'm not ready to go back and start at the beginning and play through this game again. So I will get the platinum next year when I inevitably want to come back and play through it once again on the hardest difficulty. Um, but is it was great i thought it was the perfect blend of the more modern final fantasy style of like action adventure combat while also retaining it i mean no no uh i'm gonna i'm gonna blank now but there's no pause and play like there's no uh, it's not turn-based at all but it almost feels like it is even though it's not like i don't even know how to describe that effectively it is action combat but the way the characters balance back and forth, it almost feels turn-based. 
like you're charging up to land these attacks at the right time. So you're almost waiting, waiting to bait out an attack from your opponent. And then once that happens, okay, I can respond with this or okay, I can respond with this. Um, my only real complaint with that is they ditched like the elemental interactions for the most part. You know, before it was like, okay, you use this materia to effectively engage with this type of enemy, you know, vice versa. But it kind of got rid of got rid of any elemental interactions, which is weird in a game with so that you're it's so elemental based. Like you choose your icons, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna have fire, I'm gonna have lightning, I'm gonna have ice. It's mostly aesthetics. Does very little actual extra bonus damage, which would have been cool to see. Um, but Aside from that, I have no complaints. It's the most well-acted game I think I've ever played. Um, the voice acting is incredible. I think Ben Starr is a national treasure. Mm -hmm. And uh, the things that his interactions on like Twitter have been amazing. Watching him voice cast himself in different characters like his his fan casting for Mario and Link and all that. He's just he's just been he's been a great guy to watch. And it's been so fun. I think he nailed that character. Um, I think all of the characters in the game are some of the best in Final Fantasy ever. And Final Fantasy is a game with, you know, a million iconic characters. Like you ask a person who their favorite Final Fantasy character is, you ask 10 people, you're going to get 10 different answers for the most part. Yeah. Um, so in a franchise so storied and so full of rich characters and history, to be able to have your 16th 16th i mean it's not the 16th game there's a billion fucking games but your 16th labeled game have so many amazing characters and amazing story moments this far into the life cycle of a franchise is just nothing short of astounding to me so i think uh yeah i think final fantasy will will absolutely rule as my de facto game of the year for 2023 Definitely the best Sid in any Final Fantasy. Yes, <laughs> the guy that plays Sid is super. I just great. Like I, I, I really enjoyed that game too. I played through everything up until one thing I haven't done is like the last dragon hunt, like the whatever the big final dragon thing. Yeah. is. Yeah, uh, because it just destroyed me, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta do other stuff for a little while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the VA work in that game is incredible. Yeah, like even just like the the smaller side characters everything like you can tell that they really 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 focused on presentation um in in nailing that that story aspect of this one because 15 like wasn't i, I i'm all right with 15 but like 15 was a yeah. game that they they gutted and then they put out too much dlc <laughs> to try to exactly. fill in all the uh the gaps and story yeah, and there's too much emptiness in 15 yeah and there's this too this much feels just... like a like they could make DLC for this, but it doesn't. There's no. There's no point in this game where you feel like, oh, I'm I'm missing something, or you know, right. it, it feels real complete. Yeah, fifteen very much felt like three quarters of a game, in yeah. my opinion. Um, and going back and playing it after the fact, once it was complete, was a def definitely a different experience. Um, but yeah, I feel like they didn't quite. There were too many opposing visions in fifteen, whereas sixteen feels like a unified. They knew exactly what they were doing from start to finish and went all the way through. So I have to confess, I've never played a single Final Fantasy game. Oh, wow. <laughs> None. <laughs> no Star Wars, no Final Fantasy. Wow. wow Man. Wow. We got to get you fixed up. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I get it. Like, 
I, I feel like Final Fantasy is one of those franchises. Like you either play a bunch of them or you don't play them at all. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like it's one you kind of dip your toes in halfway. It's well, like, it's yes. having like 35 years of history. It's just yes. so daunting. To right. Like, yes. And all the different re-releases and different like sub sub uh, releases and all that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. But it's impressive that 16 like mainline entries in that come in with the best one of the series. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got, you know, in what is, in my opinion, the best MMORPG ever made in 14. I still hop on and play 14. I, I like it better than WoW. I like it better than Guild Wars. I like it better than Lord of the Rings Online. I like it better than New World. All the MMOs that have come out, I feel like nothing can beat Final Fantasy 14. Um, and that's not just as like a Final Fantasy fan. That is as an MMO fan. Like I, I play a bunch of MMOs. Mm. I have like a thousand hours in Elder Scrolls Online. But Final Fantasy 14 is is better in my opinion and continues to just reach again new heights and introduce new stuff that it's like I just don't I don't know where they get it from. I don't understand. But yeah. Yeah, and they're they're terrible naming conventions. Final Fantasy 13, 13 to 13 Lightning Returns. <laughs> like just calm down. Just give it another number. Right. All the weird but like they subtitles did, be, for Final Fantasy yeah, 7. We'd be in then. Final Fantasy 37 now at this point if they made them all numbered so can't do that all right so, well that is that is all of the games this has been a crazy discussion because i was i just tabbed over to metacritic and like the number of games that didn't make any of our lists it's crazy <laughs> yeah. huge games like i i know last week i saw your on your show you're talking about how ballers gate 3 is like had early access for three years so it's kind of like cheating a little bit but like we didn't talk about that we didn't talk about tears of the kingdom we didn't talk about yeah uh dead the dead space remake that like january i was like this is this game is amazing but nobody's talking about it now yeah um, like street fighter 6 like there's so much stuff that came out this year yeah, yeah. new mortal Kombat. Yeah. like just yeah, keeps going tears of the kingdom probably would have been on my list but i haven't finished it so i've only done three of the like main dungeons so far so and then Tears of the like kingdom it, would have been on benny's list it yeah. is on benny's list had he been here it would have gotten it would have gotten high praise yeah diablo 4 i think is what stalled me from finishing it because it came out i feel like it was like pretty close um so i just i've not jumped back into it yeah they're like two weeks apart i think one was end of may the other was mid-june so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i did not finish it i bought it i played 10 hours and I sold it back to GameStop. <laughs> yeah, I know some people are, are not big on the Breath of the Wild design. And... I'm not. It took me yeah. so long. It took me years. I didn't finish Breath of the Wild until last year. Um, I picked it up. I think I bought it, I shit you not, five times. I bought a Switch for Breath of the Wild. Played Breath of the Wild. Hated it. Got rid of it. Sold the Switch. Rebought a switch because I got the itch to play Breath of the Wild again and try to finish it. <laughs> Sold the switch and Breath of the Wild. Rebought a switch, kept the switch, and then just bounced off of Breath of the Wild over and over and over. And then one day we went on vacation to South Carolina and I was like, I need a good beach game to sit and play my switch. I was like, God damn it, I'm gonna finally finish Breath of the Wild. And I did. I was like, all right, this was fine. <laughs> It was fine. Yeah. So yeah, then I, once Tears of the Kingdom was exactly the same thing, I was like, nah. no. Yeah, I'd no, be okay no. with them not doing another one like this. Like, I think they need to go back to the yes. drawing board or, or, you know, they could just do a 
Link Between Worlds follow up or something would be fine. Too. Yeah. There's so <laughs> many things they could else. do. Yeah. So many things they could do. They could do Twilight Princess too. They could yep. do Twilight Princess too. Right. I love Twilight Princess. Um, I also love Wind Waker. I would like a new Wind Waker. I don't. I, everyone hated on Wind Waker because of the art style. I thought it was great. I loved that game, and I thought it had some of the best dungeons in the 3D Zelda era. I thought it was fantastic. So. Yeah, that, that Wii U port of it was really, really good because they kind of cleaned up some of the navigation stuff whenever you're sailing around, and then yeah, I'm super amazed that they still have not put those on Switch yet. So am I. Yeah. I would buy in a heartbeat. $100. I would pay $100 <laughs> for a Wind Waker Twilight Princess companion pack. Like remaster them both, put them on Switch right. day one. That's they all even I do like play. they did for Mario like a couple of years ago with like the anniversary series with like the three games. They barely touched them, but at least they re-released them on the Switch. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't even need them to retouch them. Just, just I want to play them. I want to stop having to emulate them on my PC because yeah. it just, it's just not the same. And no, Nintendo, I don't emulate on my PC. I'm just talking about hypothetically, if I were to play those games, right? I would have to emulate them. But I don't do that for sure, Nintendo. Don't. Ripping your ripping your own copies and using your own hardware. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it's um, like everybody does. Right, right. No, everybody does that. Um, and yeah, so kind of to the point, across our three lists, we had one repeat. And that was Alan Wake. Like, so again, just goes to show it's just a, it's just a, an unbelievable year for games yeah, that have come out. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the, everybody's ballots for for the site <laughs> game of the year because it's going to be very, very varied, I think. Yes, yeah. I think so, too. It's not going to be like most years where there's like a clear. Yeah. You know, typically there is like, hey, yeah, this game is going to be the one that gets the most votes. But then you have surprises that come throughout. Well, like to go back to, to Metacritic, like I'm looking at it right now, 28 games got 90 or above. Like there's some re-releases in there. There's some like expansion packs, like uh, what is it, Liberty City or whatever it's mm -hmm. called. From yeah, there. but like that's a lot of very good games. Yeah. Yep, and that's just. I mean, that's just like the big stuff too. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it's I I can't say it enough, but I don't think we've ever had a year like this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been thank awesome. You. Yeah, um sorry sorry benny wasn't here to to add in but we'll have to we'll have to circle back we'll do another we'll do another gaming age episode here maybe early next year yeah, find something fun yeah, to talk about good. um i was also thinking maybe we'll get together and do jackbox like yes. get everybody from the team that can <laughs> to hop on we can all hop in discord or whatever and we could do group jackbox for anybody yes. that wants to join absolutely yep yeah, because I think between the two of us, Matthew, we probably own all of them. Twice. All of them twice, <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got I've got so many copies of Jackbox because they just go on sale. It's like, oh, okay, I can get five different party packs for $7 on PlayStation now. So great, I'll buy them again. I don't need them right. again, but I'll get them. I had them all on Xbox, and then I got rid of my Xbox, so I rebought them all for PS5. Then yep. I got a Steam Deck, and I rebought them all for, for Steam as well. Exactly, yeah. It's awesome. But yeah, thank you so much. Do you guys have anything that you want to add? Anything you want to, any personal projects you want to plug? Or, I mean, I'll, I'll link to your guys' social medias and obviously everybody can find you on Gaming Age, but is there anything else that you want to add? I'm a government drone. I have nothing to plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to plug either. So. <laughs> All right. 
Nice and simple. Well, thank you guys so much for coming and doing the show. And thank you guys all for watching. Uh, take care and have fun, as Benny would always say. And we will see you next week. <laughs>